0: you okay there? you manipulating yourself around the farmyard? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, not easy, is it? Really? No, but we're in rural England, and listeners, we're back out in the farms, the farmyards. Where about somewhere at Suffolk, aren't we? Yeah. Is that where we decided?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think um, somewhere in Suffolk is probably about as uh, much <coughs> as we can say. We don't want to give it away too much, do no. we really? But, uh, if
0: you are joining in for the first time, what? What we decided to do for season three of The Tales of Dispected was to go out on location and try to be as accurate as possible in the locations that we used in the actual shows. Here we are then. It is the latest episode, the edition uh, six, edition six, season Uh, three.
1: edition is that? Episode, episode episode six season yeah.
0: yeah. three yeah. it is an episode called parsons pleasure Ooh. and <laughs> my name is chris and i'm rock and this is the tales of unexpected podcast right welcome back everybody this is a this is a right i'm gonna sh- should we say how we felt about the episode now or save it for later uh, well, I suppose we could
1: we could generally sort of outline how we feel about it. What would you say? Uh,
0: I like the idea. Yeah, I think the idea is very strong and clever. It's like a joke. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, but I didn't like being told it for twenty five minutes.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you could imagine imagine somebody telling you that in a pub or something,
0: couldn't you? And it's uh... the, yeah. The second half of it is so for me, it's long enough at twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah. But it is a good story, so I'm, I'm in betwixt as to whether I enjoyed it or not.
1: Yeah, well, I'd say that, uh, that I did, because as you say, there, it is, it is a, the basis of the joke, and uh, it's, it's fairly funny. It is, it is stretched, uh, but uh, I, I'd say that I did, yeah.
0: Yeah, okay, well, um, no, there's, I didn't dislike it, I just felt it dragged, but it, what it does have is two things. Uh-huh. It has Sir John Gielgud, yeah. who at that point in time was called John Gielgud. He was, yeah. And it has good old-fashioned Roald Dahl intro. Yes, which we, we always like, don't we? We always like, because this is a Roald Dahl story. He wrote this one. Now, the other thing that he does, that we kind of used to, I guess, is uh, this intro that he that he talks us through. Yeah. This one... Relates perfectly and is necessary to know. Necessary to be given that level of information for this episode to make sense. I think. Yeah, I
1: think I think you're right. I mean, and he starts it with a bit of a sort of uh, surprise, really, saying, "So this story is about a knocker and a commode."
0: So we would go, "Come on, knocker!" Great, and he goes, "I'll come to the knocker in a moment." <laughs> Or you'll find out the knocker later. But but what a commode is, is not the Radio 5 live DJ, no, broadcaster. Andy Kermode? Mark. Mark Kermode? Yeah, Yeah. not him. It is a piece of furniture.
1: Oh. Yeah, and he says...
0: <laughs> what was the all for? <laughs> oh, I really wanted it to be Mark Kermode, the well, broadcaster.
1: I, I, I'm so surprised I got his name wrong. It's Andy Kershaw, isn't it?
0: Andy Kershaw, yeah. But, he was the Yorkshireman, wasn't he? Yeah. Really lovely.
1: But Mark Kermode is, is one of my personal heroes. Oh, you like Mayo
0: and Commode? I do. Yeah, me yeah, too. I, yeah. I, I, uh,
1: I just think he's fantastic. I
0: do as well. And he's one of those people where if... just. Simply by disagreeing that whether you like a film and he doesn't like the film is not enough to put me off him because I think his arguments are sound. Also, the stuff he's done for TV, the documentaries he's done, are brilliant. And I do like his hair. Yeah, yeah. I do really like his hair. He plays
1: in a band, yeah.
0: Does he really? Yeah, he plays double bass. I imagine he would. It would be a it's like big a, band. A sw- a swing, swing band. Swing band. Sort of yeah, 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 I can imagine that. Yeah. yeah. I see that. I mean...
1: Yeah.
0: That's commode. That's not the commode. It's not. He's not in it. As he's not in it. this one. What it is, is a commode is. Also, why do I think that it's like a dressing gown?
1: Uh, kimono?
0: Yeah. Why do I think it's also a lizard? Komodo? well... well <laughs> Yeah, I mean yeah. Right. Well, There's just what, words now, aren't they? Well I thought you see what just it
1: sounds. Commode was like it being in the nude. <laughs> no. I,
0: mean, I don't know what I've that, that one wrong. would be. Uh, okay.
1: But I thought it I thought it was like one of those things where it's got a toilet with a seat over it. I thought That that's is
0: what... a that is a Yeah, it's got a tap that goes right up your arse. No, that's a B day. Oh right. But I thought it was that. But what it what it, Roald
1: says is it's an old English word for a chest of drawers. Well, what um, Wikipedia says is that uh, it's any of several... A commode is any of several pieces of furniture. And the word comes from the French word for convenient or suitable, which in turn comes from the Latin adjective commodus, with similar meanings.
0: Hey, i tell you about origin of words. Now, right. I found out the other day that oh. oriented means east on top. Orient is the east, right? Uh, uh, okay. uh, yeah. And then if you say you're, you've oriented, orientated, orientated, it can oriented, like, you can, you can oriented. Use, use,
1: use either. I think, right. or, I, I think orientated is how I learned it, but I subsequently have heard
0: its head as oriented. It's from that, that uh, muddy map, you know that muddy map? Is it called a muddy map? That really old map of the world, uh, where right. all the shapes are wrong. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah Anyway, Anyway. there we go But also, I've realised now that I've spelt commode as Mark Commode all the way through times Oh, you have, yeah, yeah Yeah, so it's not, it's C-O-M-M-O-D-E That's right Right, now, made, somebody made, a lot of uh, carpenters and designers made these famous But in particular, one that Roald points out is it's Chippendale Mr. Chippendale Who is not like a, a chipmunk He's not like a chipmunk, nor is he like a stripper dancer. No, that's because when I was young, a Chippendale was a chipmunk. One of the two chipmunks.
1: Well, it's Chippendale's rescue range, isn't it? That's
0: right. Chippendale. Now, the Chippendales are a A strip, strip male strip band, group, Group. act. Act, yeah. Okay,
1: and um, this is neither. I told you, didn't I, that I got, uh, when I bought a second-hand copy of uh, the Frasier box set mm. in it was a Polaroid photograph of presumably the woman who I bought it off because I bought it on the ebay yeah. with the chicken nails
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's brilliant I bought uh, the Seinfeld scripts um, used um, and in it was a, a New York bus ticket of the Seinfeld tour Oh wow! So it uh, w- w- was actually, if I remember rightly, I think the book or the ticket was autographed by the real Kenny Kramer, who plays N- nobody. He's based on Kramer. Anyway, there, that's a Seinfeld fact for the day. Is that wait. Seinfeld music? Yeah, oh, tried. Yeah. Okay. Got a slap bass guitar. Right, now then. Uh, now you mentioned Latin there, because yep. then it cuts to. Uh, oh, wait, before I go any further. Let's just tie all of those bits of information up. What a commode is is a exquisite piece of chest, cabinet chest, furniture. What, that's, that's what that's what he's saying. Particularly, particular famous carpenter is Thomas Chippendale. Chippendale, and that you need to know that before we go on. So, and and then he ends it quite abruptly. Now watch the story. Now watch this story. He says that a couple of times actually. Does it? He? Yeah, he's, yeah. I, I remember that. But now watch the story. Now that you've given the Latin thing there, we we join a man. We we know the title is called Parsons' Pleasure, yep. so it's about a parson. Possibly, you know, yeah. he, the tales yeah. might not be exactly that, but it's likely. Isn't it? Man is driving, singing some Latin. It's so it. he must be a. He's singing a hymn, isn't he? He's singing a hymn, and it's in part. Of it's in Latin, so he must be our, uh, like parson. Parson. Although he is in Sybius, to be fair, at this time. In yeah, he looks like a tourist because yeah. he he stops out of his car, goes into a bit of like bushland. No graveyard, gra- I think. Isn't it? Is it a graveyard? Oh. I
1: think it might.
0: A bit of countryside graveyard. Yeah. Right, okay. Like a tourist, he gets out his binoculars. And then he looks around the horizon line spotting houses and marking and, them down on a map yeah when he makes. spot when he when he indi- when he knows where the house is he put he puts a little mark on the map now then I, I think, think perhaps the it. He, well. absolutely because then he looks like he's going to visit those locations yeah correct yeah right okay so he goes to the first oh no first of all he goes back to his car then Gets the vicar dog collar and out uh, and, and presumably the rest of his outfit. Yeah, he then turns up at a house.
1: And I've got to, I've got to say, I mean, the music whilst he's putting on his dog collar is a bit like a hornpipe, but it's yeah.
0: played on a synth. Yeah. Well, what is it? Because I, it's it has an accordion sound to it. Yeah.
1: It's like so that's what br- br- I'm thinking, hornpipe, br- like. br-
0: because br- 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 sailors
1: sailors played on a, on an accordion, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah, I mean, but it didn't it didn't sound like the music was definitely from an accordion. No, but I think I, it was on a synth. I, you think it was like the it was a the the accordion key. instrument? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Click O five three, and then everything <laughs> accordion, do, key. accordion key. Yeah, yeah. He's turned up a mouse. He's dressed like a vicar, yeah. and he's looking through windows as he goes to the door.
1: He doesn't look as good in his vicar's costume as Joan Collins does in hers. No. Does he? Because
0: it's that bib, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It's that bib. I mean, he's got the bib on too, but... But he's wearing the rest of it as well. He's got a cape. He looks like... And because it's John Gielgud... Yeah. He's a bit doddery about it. So yeah. he's, it, yeah. he's trying to f- fake... A trustworthy person of the community and what more trustworthy person is there than a child molesting vicar?
1: Not indeed that they all do that, that it's probably no more prevalent amongst those than any other sector of society. Or does that happen in this episode? I was being very general. Right, okay. okay. Anyway he goes to the house, goes to a house, now presumably
0: he's walked down the drive to get to the house. He's had to walk down the drive because that's the, that's the way he exits also. So, yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Uh, when, he goes to the, when he goes to the house, he, he rings the doorbell. It's opened by a housekeeper. I'll just get him, she says. Then he decides, I'll just have a potter in the front yard again. <laughs> he's, he's, he's just started his potter. And then he's interrupted from behind. He turns around. And there's a vicar. An actual vicar A real actual real vicar And then Well I can't remember What the exchange is here Well he's sort of Almost running away Isn't he Old Gielgud at this point Oh he's been run- I can't I can't claim I'm this Yeah Because he,
1: he might get me
0: In some vicary sort of talking Yeah because he'll know his stuff Yeah He'll know certain things certain exist That I can't things yeah. yeah So he's like Right Okay No don't worry It's okay I've got the wrong house I'll, I'll be off And then the vicar calls out Visit Saint Mary's or whatever. I think something like that, wasn't it? He then leaves. Yeah. Walks
1: back down the driveway, and we see the, the bloody big sign on the gate saying the vicarage.
0: The, the vicarage, like not vicarage, the vicarage, the, the one that which was I meant. would have thought it's would be huge clue, isn't, isn't it? As to I would occupant. have expected, mm. a vicar to be living there. Not always. No. But I would, you know. Yeah. Uh... Anyway. So uh, he realised that that's a dead end. So then he carries on walking. He goes to the next house. Now we know he saw two. He saw two houses on the map. That right. Where he was at, and in this one again, he's kind of he's doing a little bit of snooping as he approaches the house. Well, he's interrupted. His snoop is interrupted by a heavyset farmer's wife.
1: Yeah, I mean, as he's approaching this house, presumably to establish it's in the country there is a shot of a horse and carriage. Yeah. And a soundtrack of a horse neighing (laughs) off screen. (laughs) (laughs) Just so we know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I notice actually that that that, uh, motif appears later on as well. Yes, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So it's it's the establishing shot of countryside. Yeah. The, The neighing, not always, but the horse and carriage. The horse and carriage is, yeah. Um, yeah, so a woman comes out, and uh, what, what did you call her? How did you
0: describe well, her? She's, uh, she's like a big old security guard farmer's wife, sort of like you know. <laughs> she, yeah, I thought it was sort of
1: was in in sort of high sense bouquet mode. You do you yeah,
0: well, no, I don't. I think she was just like proud landowner. Right, nobody's going to get the better of me, even if right. you are a vicar. And and he does sort of get on her better side because. He, he is allowed to introduce himself. Now, what he does is he presents her with a card. He, he says he's from some sort of... I'm just trying to see what I wrote down here. He's like a... He's like a... a an English furniture and antiques... Um, <laughs> kind of... I don't know. What do you describe know. it as? Kind of like protection agency. Yeah. It, was, like, it looks like he... It looks like, as part of one of his church duties... He goes around on behalf of the Society of the Prevention of Cruelty towards Furniture, and says, what, what, "What I'll do is I'll make sure that none of these really cool pieces of furniture are lost forever in yeah, your yeah, house, and it, I'll, I'll pay you a, a, a nice sum and, and I'll take it off your hands." He
1: tells her he's compiling a dossier of treasures of England. Yeah, and oh that, yeah, and right. that he's working for a charity which is related
0: to Victoria and Albert Museum and that it? was it yeah now so but this gets her confidence doesn't yeah, it yeah because now talking about confidence because we know now actually the real story is he's he's a confidence trickster yeah and we know this because he's already tried to trick the vicar and we know that he's so, so there's some yeah, with him he's he's, he's not a real vicar because yeah, he's legged it away from yeah, the vicarage and we've got a good idea of his game his game is to go round to these people's houses See furniture that's worth something, off because Roald, remember, has said at the beginning. Knocker. You, there's the, the knocker. And then it'll become clear. Yeah. So there we go. And what they did, what he says is that people will, pe- this treasure is found in people's houses, and they don't know it's treasure because it's always been in their house. So it's a bit like the role that. Uh... Greengrass, ad, isn't it, yeah, really? in a couple same, of episodes, yeah, ago.
1: same sort of thing. But obviously, this guy's a lot more um, sophisticated. Yeah,
0: and he's and we're in uh, Suffolk now as well, yeah. so it's like sunnier. Yeah. So basically, he's posing as um, he's helping out, but actually, what happens next is he's. He's loaded up the car with some furniture from yeah. this woman's house.
1: As he's driving away, he's got the table on the top of his car, which I think is a callback to the greengrass episode. It could be, because he's got yeah. stuff
0: upside down on yeah. his car as well. Also call back to the opening sequence of the Antiques Roadshow from ah. from the nineteen two thousands. Right. So it's a well, call forward, call isn't forward it? For yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. So basically he gets back to his shop, which yeah. is an antiques dealer. Now he is we see him accepting some goods and paying. So the, the thing is, he will pay these people, but what he's doing is trying to devalue them so that he can pay less and sell them for more and earn a fortune. But he's, we're talking about not like... Buy it for four hundred, sell it for four fifty. We're talking about buy it for a tenner, sell it for three grand. Yeah. That's, the that's the sort of, sort of market isn't it? it. So, so he's selling a table and chairs, presumably the one that he got from this lady. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: To somebody who's he, who appears to be called Mister Stalker.
0: Yeah, he's called Stalker, and, and our guy is called Mister Boggis. Who <laughs> we, that that that's John Gielgud's character. He remember Boggis from. Uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. He was one of the farmers there, the greedy farmers. Oh, was he? Yeah. I forget which. Boggis, Bunce, and Bovine, or something like that. Right. Boggis, Bunce, and Bo- Bellend. What is it? Boggis, Bunce, and Ball. No, I can't remember that. Can Boggis, it? Bunce, and. B-b-b-b- I forget. Beetlejuice. That probably would be yeah. it.
1: Uh, but yeah, he's sell it. so he's selling it off to this Mr. Stalker. In,
0: in his office.
1: And Mr. Stalker is wondering how.
0: Uh, the boggist character is managing to find so many antiques. Yeah, he's not like anybody else. He he not only finds these cool antiques, but on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. So he, he he's not going to give up his secrets. Uh, but um, we know we've 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 become privy to that. We we know exactly why. I mean, and. To, uh, uh, the guy
1: who's not Boggis, whose name uh, Stalker. Stalker, thank you. Stalker says that uh, he's one of the few traders in London who can lay his hands on a large sum of money in cash, which which sort of surprised me. There, you know, in, mm. in in London, there are few people who can lay this on a large sort
0: of money. Well, in cash. There only in the 1980s. There are only sixty people who lived in London. Mm, I it was Thirty of them were rioting in the <laughs> 80s. So now you've got. Um, now, well, John John Gilbert Bogus at this point, explains that his, that his dream... He's Yes, he, he, explained, he explains how he gets his goods and what he'd love to get his hands on. And he'd like to get a Chippendale, wouldn't he? Thomas Chippendale, handcrafted... Uh, he goes on a little bit. He does. We now link this to what Roald Dahl said at the beginning. So there can be no doubt. That must be... That's the dream. That is the antique owner's deal he's of the, the century again. he's
1: the knocker he's looking for a commode now then the next scene back in the countryside back in the country. with a, his map established
0: first of all by the horse and cart yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right yeah does he he sort of pulls up at a, a kind of manor housing manor house type thing but he's not going to visit there and he sees two ladies He's, he's already dressed as his vicar yeah. at this point, but he says to the morning ladies, and they look at him like he's just called them scumbags, and they're like, "What's going on here? A vicar turning up?" It's like a, it was like really weird. Like, and I was the, the reason I'm pointing out is nobody knows that he's a bad guy. Yeah. Even when he leaves, he doesn't go. Ha ha. ha. Nobody knows he's a bad guy ever. So how, why are they looking at him crossly? I don't know, but they
1: would—they find it strange. Firstly, because they might well know their local vicar.
0: Ah, uh, that's so probably it then, isn't is a, it? Is a
1: random vicar.
0: Yeah, what's yeah. he doing? What's his game? On yeah. a
1: Sunday, which is vicar's busy day. Is this a Sunday? He always says to people, sorry to be bothering you on a Sunday. Ah, oh, I missed that bit. Yeah. Right, OK. He says it to both the old lady, the, at the, the, the lady at the start and when he goes into this next place... The farmyard. There are three men sitting on a tractor... And one of them is hitting the tractor with a spanner. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what's happening. <laughs> Presumably he's supposed to be fixing it, but he's just hitting it with a spanner. So
0: the vicar says, John Gielgud says, Who, oh, who's the owner? Now, it, it's met with silence, because I think they must be thinking, what do you mean, the owner of the, the, owner of the house, the owner of the tractor, or the owner of the spanner? <laughs> uh, um, so they don't answer, but he basically, he gets asked the question, what do you want? And he then goes through his spiel about yeah. making his list of rare furniture.
1: And he says that if there is anything of small value, he, t- he would sometimes
0: buy it for himself. Yeah, he, he he gives an example of what he could do, or, or rather what he's done in the past, which is he's gone to a place and he's found a piece of furniture that was... A chair. A chair that, that a guy said, now it's shite. So it's... And he goes, No, I'll buy it from you. Gave him four hundred quid. In the meantime, he's been you know, able with that four hundred pounds, been able to put his deposit on a on new a, tractor. On a tractor. So he's appealing to their He's personalising yes. their isn't he? Which you is know? a good salesman's tip, really. He's yeah. he's he's found out enough about them. However, in order to do that, he has to Kind of go into the house, and they they sort of like saying, "Well, we've got nothing in there; just just shite in there." Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, don't don't downplay it. All I'll do is I'll have a search." So they're saying, "Let me get this right. You want to come in the house, look round the house. If you see anything you like, you'll pay us and then leave." Yeah. That so, sounds like a good deal to me. So they
1: mention, well, the farmer mentions that they've got some chairs upstairs. So into the farm- in their underwears. <laughs> into the house,
0: they leave John good downstairs, while the three of them go upstairs to get these chairs. Now, as, he, as he's like, no, that's no good, that's no good, that's no good, he turns around to the door, yeah. but before exiting he sees, well, first of all, I'm assuming this is for our benefit, we just hear a hallelujah music, <laughs> and then we know he's seen some Kind of good, but we don't see what it
1: <laughs> Which is. Which is a fairly sort of clumsy thing to to do, do you just think? It's part yeah. of
0: the joke, isn't it? Yeah. it but it is. It, it is particularly. It was no. They could have just done. You know, like the music that was that's used in the Tales Unexpected. Yeah. It, we we we. You know, we've used we use rock music for actions yeah. and synth. We we have an ideas cello. We just have evil music. But this one, and this one, they've just chose to go to... I mean,
1: if they it's, it's not done that, if it would not used the music, and it had been a cartoon, you'd imagine, like, his eyes would have come out and
0: stuck. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, the done, tongue, his tongue as yeah, well, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Anyway, so, what has he seen? Well, what he has seen is a Thomas Chippendale. A great example of... Yeah, I mean, it looks terrible to me. It's... um. It's been painted white. Yeah, but I don't think it was painted white by Thomas Chippendale. It doesn't look like it, does no. it? No. So well, in fact, we find out we painted it white. Oh, that's right. They do say, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Because so so what he's thinking is, they they have no idea what they're dealing with here. Yeah. And I have to get this out. So they they come back into the room with chairs. Now, this has got echoes of picture of place right here. It's like he's seen the thing he wants, but he's going to go through that that charade of, oh, no, that's no good. This is no good. What about this table? And the way that they clear the table is just do that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just get their arm or their forearm, just sweep it all off, and it goes onto the floor, and he goes, no, no, I don't like that. And he goes, ah, oh, but that thing over there, now, now that's... Uh, that's not a bad piece. Now, th- the thing is, he starts off quite well right. by just saying, that's all right, I could probably find a home for that. Yeah. But then, from that moment, he downplays it so much... Yeah. ...that, that that's his demise. That's yeah. That's ultimately what goes wrong for him. Yeah. He, he tells them that it's uh, a fake, that uh, it's rubbish. It's, it's only good for firewood. In fact, he, he says... He probably use the legs. He'll use the legs... But and the, a couple of the drawers, but actually it's just shite. No, so, the far, the farmer's not having that at this point, though, is he? No, and, and also it's, there's a long close-up of his face, and I was thinking, do they do they suspect, and is that going to be the where the twist comes from? Yeah. But they're they're trying to almost they they think well he was interested a minute ago. Let's try and get him back interested. So
1: the produ- farmer
0: looks in the drawers underneath the ferret trap or something like that. And uh, produces a receipt, doesn't he? Well, well, if you remember rightly, this is one of the the, the, the funnier parts of the episode. Is that right. say what? Because there's um, was there no proof or something like that about how much it cost? And he goes, wait, there. Remember that letter that we found inside the, one of the drawers? And <laughs> where did you find that? He goes. He, he goes. it kneels in close to one of the other guys. He goes. Where? Remember when we found that letter that was in one of the drawers? And the other guy goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he goes, "That where did you put that letter?" Because he obviously can't speak, and I just there was no need. It's like the guy from a couple of episodes with the limp on his shoes that that was no, not necessary. It was just like a little bit of relief. Yeah, and this is a guy who can't talk. It's I mean, dubious, it's, yeah, it's a it, really I mean. weird. Why can't you talk? Maybe he yeah. couldn't. Anyway, so that's what they're they're gonna find. It's like. It must be worth something, because there was an invoice. Yeah. So they dig out this invoice, which is kind of like folded up. Now, on it, it looks like this is the way... Because all the time, like nodding away, like, this is the proof now. It must have been, this piece of furniture was made for this person... Yeah. ...by the craft of Thomas Chippendale... Yeah. And you know, I've charged eighty-seven quid for it. Yeah, yeah. Six, six years, sixty years ago. He doesn't put Gilbert off his stride, though. He says that's a fake as well. He's yeah, he's downplaying it all. So yeah. he's so he's devaluing it to an extent where they can't see anything past the legs and the drawers. Yeah, basically. Uh, he says that
1: the receipts fake that they used to produce them like that in Victorian times. And he's seen lots of them. Scrapes some of the paint off... Uh, yeah, this is...
0: How, how can you tell? Let me show you. Scrapes a little bit of paint off and then asks him to touch it. And uh, asks him, is it, thought, does it feel... Well, oh, how does it feel or something? Now, because he's not told him up front... What the two variables are. Whatever
1: yeah. he chooses,
0: he's going to be all right, isn't he? Yeah. Which I
1: think is a bit of a magician's trick, isn't it,
0: it? It absolutely is, yeah. You choose the one card that I was going to give you all along. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the fellow says he feels a bit cold. He says, "Oh, well, that's there it." There you go. He proves it's fake. Yeah. And then he so anyway he says, "No, no, 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 no. I'll be off then. I'm not going to waste my time anymore." And they said, "But look, look you, you were interested in to an extent. Would you offer something?"
1: Yeah. because he's he's got him on the hook now to the point where they're chasing him and sort of saying, "Well, what would you offer? What would you offer?" And he's sort of going, "Look, I'm just not bothered."
0: So he's really yeah. Done, done the job on him hasn't he? he has stitched yeah.
1: him up like a kipper
0: yeah but as I said also he's not only just done that but he's also done the the bad work as well he's also he's also made a mistake but he doesn't realise that anyway he says alright then ok if I was going to buy it, 10 quid yeah and then they say no it's got to be more, more than that he goes I can't offer any more than that he goes I tell you what look, look let's go to 15 I'll go to 15 I go to fifteen because I'm interested in the legs, yeah. And maybe the drawers, but the rest rest, rest is firewood. Basically firewood. And then they say, thirty-five. He goes No, definitely not. Again, starts to walk away but then says, Do you know what? I will take I, I can take it, but I, but twenty. How about twenty? And they say, Deal. Now I'll tell you what I'm thinking.
1: He's, he's a fairly bad guy. Yeah. He's taking advantage of their Despicable, naivety. Despicable, yeah. Isn't he bad enough to pull the uh, girl can't always have everything stunned? Because you were saying you didn't know whether there were people that bad. We decided Hitler would. would wouldn't this guy do it as yes, well? Yes, I think
0: he would. But what my point with, with the Joan Collins one was it was clearly over a long period of time Yeah, that it was just a massive amount of effort that it's, it's a really evil thing this is like Con con Man and as I say once the dirt is done he doesn't go ha ha and then run <laughs> what he does is he goes you've done a good job today thank yeah. you very much you've made somebody happy I'll see you later he's like a caring Con Man yeah whereas Joan Collins is, is priming constantly and there was no goal to it it was just how much can I swindle
1: See, isn't this, though, a bit like when you're on Antiques Roadshow or something and they say, oh, yeah, I bought this for £10, but it turns out it's worth £30,000?
0: It's, it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? Do you know, a while ago, they found a the first ever million-pound valuation on yeah. Antiques Roadshow. Right, oh. And I can't remember what it Was it painting, would it be? I don't know. It was, I don't know, maybe it was like a million pounds of coins. A million pounds. Maybe it was that. I don't know what it was, but it, it it's subjective, isn't it? Because what they say is, not necessarily that it's worth that, but they say, I would insure it for this. Yeah, lunch. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So you don't really know. And also these things you can't buy on shelves, they're whether a collector would pay for yeah. that much.
1: Well, I mean, the other thing I notice is with the valuations, they'll say, well, it'll be worth 600
0: to £800. Another. Well, that's a, yeah. no, a variation, isn't it? But like yeah. you wouldn't go to a, a trainer's shop and get, like, well, these could be 10 or 80, <laughs> and you and wait until you get to the cash point to find out how you, much you, it's going you'd to want be. An, an
1: estimate's a bit yeah. closer. Can
0: than we 90? go 40 then, if that's, that's somewhere in the middle, right? <laughs> Anyway, so um, yeah, so he's now made the deal, and now he's fucking happy. He's happy as shit, and they're saying, "How are you going to get this home?" He goes, "Well, what I'll do is I'll pop back to the car, and I'll sort it of out when I get here."
1: So he sets off back to
0: the car, if it, and if you guys will help me get it, get it onto the car, into the car, out of the car, around it. Sets off back to his car, which is uh, it seems quite a long way away. Yeah, uh, and and that I see the importance of it being a distance. Yeah,
1: and he throws his bag in the river. What
0: he? was in the bag?
1: Don't know. Is
0: like it's, a dead vole.
1: But he carried it. He carried it from the beginning of the episode. I think he might have had his vicar clothes in it at one point, changing
0: to could be. So maybe
1: it's just his map. But what's what's the point? Is he saying there? That's
0: it now. I can retire I, from. Yeah, the I think that that's what's happening here. Is that whatever was in my little satchel. I don't need it anymore. I don't need my satchel anymore. I'm no. not going to use my dead anymore. Yeah, yeah, I mean, why you would have wanted a dead in the first place? I'd have got rid of it earlier, to be it's honest. Absolutely, that's definite. Now, um, in the meantime, the farmer and his mates are trying to get the chest out of the house. Right. Now, what I'll do is I'll I'll cut to the fact that they eventually get it into the yard. Yeah. But what I'll do now is explain that one word will describe how they get it out of the house, and that's bungling. Yes, it's the word would be, and it's comedy bungling. It's like they move it first of all, they empty the drawers, so pull the drawers out, and instead of kind of like tipping them upside down, he kind of like flips it up like a pancake, and then hopefully stuff will land. And they just look at where things have landed, and then. And then, uh, like, picking it up and then banging it into the doorframe and stuff yeah, like that. it's not like Chuckle Brothers. It really, it really it. is like Chuckle Brothers. And, um, yeah, it takes a bit of a time. So we're cutting back to the, the, the John Gielgud is almost at his car. The, the guys are crashing into a door frame it up on its end, draws around and stuff like this. And we know,
1: we know it's valuable, so we're wincing a bit when yeah. we see
0: all these collisions, aren't we? Even, yeah.
1: even though you know he's going to cheat him, we're thinking it's a, a valuable historic piece of yeah. Nature. We don't
0: want him to get it, but we don't, we don't want, want it to to just, p- to be, to be to damaged be like that. Yeah. So it's in the it's in the yard eventually, in the, and and he's broken off from getting his car to ring Mr. Stalker. Exactly. So he's he's explaining to Stalker that he's got a. The, the piece of pieces. Yeah. The three guys are stood in the yard, yard with, with it end up, so it's on its side. Yeah. And they're... For some reason, they're taking it upon themselves to wonder how he's going to get this in his in car. His car yeah. Instead of looking at the car to begin with. So, there is a they, little...
1: are, they are the sort of people who bang yeah. a tractor with a, with a man. A
0: yeah, there is a little bit of a problem in the writing of this that actually... Uh, I mean, maybe I'll come back to this at the end, but I think what would have been a nice, a better twist is that as it was coming out of the house, it was falling to pieces, rather than them, them doing what they do next. Which is basically to smash it to pieces, saw the legs off. Saw the legs off, so they keep the legs. Now, this is, this is uh, no voice man's idea. <laughs> who, who the farmer seems to understand. He's going, yeah, he's got a point. It's a bit like Scooby-Doo. It's exactly like Scooby-Doo. Or, what's that other one? Groot, isn't it? From the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but it's kind of like, it's a... And he goes, oh, yes, he has got a good point. No, I wouldn't do that. There was another one, there was another one in
1: uh, Catch the Pigeon.
0: That's there was, right.
1: There was a guy who spoke in whistles and all yeah. sorts. <laughs> but, but Dick Dastardly could understand. Him.
0: Yeah, that's do, right, Do yeah. you
1: know in Scooby-Doo, like... That there would, when the chase was on, sh- uh, the monster would be chasing Shaggy and Scooby, and they'd sort of go off screen, and then at some point they'd come back, and like they'd be chasing the monster.
0: Yeah, because well, you, what you've got to understand, Rob, is that if there were like four or five doors in a corridor, they could go in one door, and be chased through another. They were like interlinking rooms of some description but at some point it's like paradoxical because the monster would be ahead of their time so it would be by mistake but the monster would be running ahead still thinking he's chasing them but they are there chasing him. and then what they do is they go oh fuck
1: yeah. So they so, have to reverse so that's time. A mistake to that mistake that the monster might not realise. Or but the, the animators realise.
0: have made the mistake. But he is gonna realise the Eventually. monster
1: later on when he runs back across the corridor and he's got Scooby doing his arm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's and yeah, that's both, usually the giveaway They're isn't both it? chasing Shaggy then, aren't they? They do that and also then Shaggy's holding the monster and Scooby. <laughs> uh I wonder what happens in those doors. <laughs> what, the best one is, of course, they go into like the top drawer, and then that closes us because Momentum has closed the, the This is drawer. like hiding
1: in a, in yeah. a chest of so,
0: right. drawer. Right, the top drawer is open, they go into the room, jump in, door clo- the drawer closes. Yeah. The monster comes in, opens the top drawer, they're not there, but they come out the bottom one. Yeah. It's the secret panel
1: perhaps even dressed as something else but you know the, yeah the, be,
0: yeah that was the other one as well they'd go into a room and they'd be barbers yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. they'd to come and sit down sir and yeah but, like only five minutes ago they were shitting themselves at the at the prospect of there being an actual supernatural force but now they're like cutting its hair <laughs> 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 I,
1: I also know. noticed last thing I'll say on it really is when they are running down corridors which haven't which they aren't going in out the doors it's actually a repeat of the same bit of corridor so if they run yeah. by a door after six feet they'll run by the same door yeah. again and it just keeps going like that, that just
0: saves money on, in cells in doesn't it Yeah. yeah. And, and I think what you'll find is with most cell uh, drawings at least is that if they're walking and talking all you need to do is change their mouths Right. so you just keep them walking and it'll be exactly the same. Which is why, when you look at Shaggy walking, it's quite hypnotic. Yeah. It's he's a, got really a really lovely good, uh, swagger, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because, it, you know, it's just a... I guess... Yeah, well, it's such... in a loop, isn't it? Yeah, no. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, I think there are many comparisons between this and the episodes of Scooby-Doo. Well, there is that link of them jumping in the drawers. Isn't in there? the drawers, yeah. So, now, let's just go back. They've got this... Furniture outside, decided to take it upon themselves to deal with decompressing the... <laughs> well, not decompressing, to, it, to deal with the compressing of this thing. The best way they can think of it being handled without the use of a van is to chop the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, now, Gilgood turns up. Because also, he's really happy because he's going to call this... The bog is commode, isn't it? <laughs> Which sounds more like a toilet than anything else. It does, not it? Yeah. So, yeah, they... Um, they He pulls up in his car, still singing his happy songs, and they see him, and he sort of, like, looks, and he's sort... I think there's that wonderful look of going... Uh, I do where is it? It's, great,
1: well, great. So the last line from the farmer... He was a bloody good carpenter.
0: We'll put <laughs> yeah. this one together. I don't care what the parson says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he is ca- when he turns up in the car and he's like, "Why, why are you holding those?" Yeah, because they're holding. Why them are you holding the legs up? And why are the drawers in bits on the floor? Well, now what I would do, I'd have a go at gluing that back up.
1: <gasps> but it's fine. they've chopped it into smithereens. It is. It is look in he's well, looking it's, worse as it looks now.
0: No, it's just Lego. It's just Lego. <laughs> uh, and Lego did exist back then, so it's, yeah, really, yeah. it's yeah. really anybody's, uh, that piece of furniture. What do you think? Do you think he'll still pay the 20 quid for the legs?
1: He'd have to, wouldn't he? <laughs> if he's made to. a deal. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, in this one, that is officially where the episode ends. No no fun and games from a couple of episodes ago. This is where the episode ends, and that's what I mean by... It's a joke. The joke is that, oh, no, to get one over, he's got to pretend that it's not worth anything, yeah. and then when he eventually agrees that it's not worth anything, they smash the shit out of it, keep it for firewood and give him the legs. It's not the best joke, <laughs> certainly the way I've told it. <laughs> no, certainly not that
1: way. No, no, no. no. I,
0: mean, I don't think that Bernard Manning would have delivered it. In oh, ooh. or Nor Freddie Starr. <laughs> but that was the joke. It was that bit that was going... It's too cartoony. And if you're going to do a too cartoony episode, make it 11 minutes yeah, and not 25. That single But it's a good story and it was done fun. And the only real other problem I had with it was, I think Gielgud was too doddery. There was too much fighting the urge to buy this at a cut price without devaluing. I think it spoils the storyline.
1: Well, story well and, and, and obviously, ultimately, that's what caused the problem in the first place, isn't
0: it? exactly he did too much and that is he paid the price didn't yeah it? so there's a Moralton story don't be a knocker and knock the knockers knockers be a better knocker yeah let's uh, let's see your knockers maybe that maybe you just needed <laughs> more tits in the episode you
1: would the episode with Joan Collins in it yeah.
0: well we are not a sexist podcast robert um <laughs> <I am. laughs> So so uh anyway that's where we will leave it. So we've had a great day on the farm. We have it's been uh, it's been good. I mean, I've got a splinter in my bum. I don't know if it's cheaper now. Or... I put it there. Okay. But it's been a little bit it's been um, opposite to what we had last week which was the luxury of the Savoy Gosh, Hotel man. in London which have we mentioned. Probably one of we the don't get sponsored for these episodes so um, mm. I don't I'm just well, just anyway, let me go back to what I was saying, the Savoy Hotel in London, five-star <laughs> hotel, London's most exciting hotel experience, and, but, and this week we've been on the farm, now, where are we next week?
1: Next week, uh, it's not so clear where, we, where we're going to go really, uh, I think we're probably just going to be in suburbia somewhere, I think. Uh, nowhere particularly special.
0: So is it good to your house?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Good to your house. It's somewhere in the middle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Right, what is it about? It's called The Stinker. It's called
1: The Stinker, uh, and it's about millionaire Jack Cutler, who runs into Harold Tinker, who was a boy he used to bully at school. He gives him a job, but Tinker suspects that Cutler's having an affair
0: with his wife, so... Where does it go from there? Right? Well, it started off a bit like a song. Millionaire Jack Cutler runs into Harold Tinker, a boy he used to bully at school. <laughs> Cutler gives a and tinker... Oh, and then it loses it, doesn't it? it, it, doesn't it, it so there, yeah, yeah, no Ed Sheeran. But the, but the first uh, first couple of lines, yeah, you, did could, really well. you could
1: crowbar it into oh, a tune, as, as yeah, you demonstrated
0: you there. He demonstrated with me. Ukulele. Right then. We will see you next week in the uh, suburbia um, and join us for the stinker this has been the Tales of the Podcast episodes Tales Hang on. of the
1: Unexpected
0: Tales of the Unexpected podcast episode 5, 6 episode 6 of season 3 Yeah, right ta-ra then bye-bye bye